This is the Unscripted Podcast. Welcome. I did it right. You did it right. Unscripted Nation. What is up? It's a small country. It is a, it is a small country. Glad everybody's with us. Um, hopefully, uh, wherever you're at, everything's going well. We, uh, man, we had such a such an awesome weekend. Man, it was so awesome. And I just really enjoyed it. You know, the, I, I don't know if it was just the getting together or, you know, I, I liked, um, you know, I like the nuts and bolts stuff. So this stuff always appeals to me. Yep. Hey, uh, while we're talking here, just a second, you want to click over to Facebook on there and somebody give us a sound check, see if, uh, if we're any better than what we were last week. Uh, so maybe somebody can uh, tell us if we're still sounding good or whatever. We're sorry that we do this every single week. So we're going to we're getting better at it though. We're getting better. Don't make any promises. No, no. Don't make any campaign promises that we can't keep. Bob said Bob, that we are going yeah. to be absolutely per- no. The we're getting better at it. That's what we want. That's right. Hopefully, uh, maybe somebody will tell us if we're getting better or not. Um, but yeah, man, just the whole weekend. Steve Miner was great. We're sorry that our audio was all messed up. For like the first fifteen minutes, and then I was still listening to, it and I was like, "Come on!" Mm-hmm. Well, the the funny thing is, is that you know uh, the I try to mute my phone when we're doing this, and when I got done, it was like all these messages, and you know they're telling me that it's live, and I and, and I'm thinking like, if you're watching it live, you clearly can't see that I'm checking it too, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so they just keep firing away at me, firing away, yeah. and so Poor- so if there's a problem. Uh, hit us on Facebook or something like that. And, you know, we will hopefully get this thing where it's pretty well worked out, where there's no problems, you know, where there won't be any kind of, you know, our plan with the podcast room. If you want, should we, should it be confession time? I hit the wrong button. <laughs> hey, Patty says she hears us. All right. Hey, Patty. So the part of the reason why we wanted the podcast room was for what? So that we wouldn't have any hiccups. <laughs> yeah, no problem. We, we wouldn't have to set up for you know, that's why we got that in our in our intro video. Right. You know, the the that was when we were upstairs in the kids' classroom. Mm-hmm. So it was and you and you we're trying to get away every from every single week. Every single week. And we're still doing it. Well, we're not going to for long. That's right. We got all our stuff. We just got a few cables we gotta get in and stuff like that. Well, and that's kind of way I am I guess in my Christian life. I'm like you know, one day I'm I'm gonna get better at this. One yeah. day I'm gonna make it, and right, and then it's like I just roll on, and I'm like I'm not any better. You I know just, what's the blessing of it is that grace. Yeah, Amy. <laughs> is that you know if there's if there's a sermon here and this is that this whole thing. You remember every step of the way we're like we got to do this thing that whatever this thing was right. Remember like we're gonna we're gonna learn how to video edit. Remember right, that? So right. so we're shooting each other YouTube links. Like, you watch this, and I'll watch that. And we think, well, if we can just get over that, man, we got this thing licked. That's right. Then the next thing comes along, it's like, all right, now we got this hiccup here. Let's work on this one. And that's a perfect analogy of Christian life, too, isn't that's it? That's right. Kicking the can. Yeah. And so the... Uh, if I can just quit cussing, you know, <laughs> or if I can just get over this, or if I can just... Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm something. just uh, upset with the way that you were talking earlier. I mean, it was just, you know, I just couldn't believe the words coming out of your mouth, Bob. You understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I don't play your jokes. <laughs> the, um, so, why do you have your Mount Doolin? <laughs> no, so, yeah, so, 
I just thought for copyright reasons because our our podcast has gone viral <laughs> on a local we're, level. We're worldwide, right. but but not that many. Anyways, so yeah, I decided I would turn my citrus drink around so that no one knew what it was, what kind it was. That way they weren't trying to get. I thought you just like turn my mic down. That way they wouldn't know what. Um, Does this turn yours down? I'll, keep talking. I'm gonna keep talking. <laughs> I can. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I turned it, turned it around, so that way the copyright. That way I don't have to pay royalties. To you ever notice that nobody down here drinks those things but us? Me and you. <laughs> we're, in, like, we're in this together, man. I'm telling you, like nobody. I have one sundrop. Diet Sundrop in my refrigerator where Courtney's mom and daddy brought it down. Yeah. And that was such a sweet thing. Like, I told your wife, like, I need some, just, can you get your mom? Yeah, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Well, I had two cases at first. Now I've got one. So yep. I'm trying to think of what is the special occasion? Well, lucky one? for you, a hurricane is blown blown in. Oh. And um, it's, it's not perks for anybody else, but <laughs> Courtney's, the, uh, Alabama's governor, imagine this. Alabama's governor canceled, like they they made a mandatory evacuation for Gulf Shores, and uh, but it's way west though, right? Yeah, <laughs> so mandatory evacuation for Gulf Shores. They did that on Tuesday, so then they they had to cancel, like the real estate people. Courtney's parents were going to go to the beach this next week. Courtney's going to go down with them, and uh, and so anyways, they had to cancel their vacation. They got their money back. Well, then they lifted the ban after they'd already made reservations someplace else. <laughs> and, uh, and so Courtney's drove up to Tennessee with the boys to uh, and Millie. I should and say, what happened to Millie? I, I know. It's just happening. We got her in a box. Yeah. It's like eight years I've been saying the boys, know, boys, the boys, mm-hmm. the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so she's drove up to Tennessee. So you might you might get a gift on the way back. Miss Courtney, if you're listening, can you rescue me? I'm, I'm down to one here. Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> the well, I want to start off. Well, eight minutes into our podcast, I almost want to say that's a preacher start off. I know something that you don't know. Okay, tell me. No. Well, then that's this is this. I just want you to know that finally, for once in my life, I I know something that you don't know. Well, this is very anticlimactic if you don't tell the ending of it. Well, I'll tell the ending of it two weeks from now. Okay. All right. But no, so some other preacher, we'll just leave it at that, called me today. And uh, and you have a present coming. Oh. So I house know payment. Something you don't know. Not quite. Oh, okay. It's nice, though. Okay. That's what I want. I want yep. nice things. Yep. 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 So, the, um, so, you know, we're, we're, this is a good point that we can kind of wrap up our conversion yeah story. absolutely thank y'all for sticking with us through conversions um and you can also you can check out our podcast um not only on facebook live through the unscripted podcast but also on youtube and uh what other platforms are we on well we're, we the ministry league guys have given us um they say set it up for us and obviously they have probably have saw our intros you know where it takes us 20 minutes to get started and figured you know, we probably ought to throw them guys a bone to do it for them. Mm-hmm. And so those guys have uh, set us up um, an account on Anchor FM, and that will broadcast it out. And it, and it kind of pushes it. The way I understand it is it's kind of a push system where you kind of, you know, pushes it out to all these different platforms so you can listen to it on Spotify or any of those type of um, uh, podcast yeah. platforms. Is that what you call mm-hmm. them? Sure. 
And so the uh, they got it out there for us. And so typically every week, um, one of us will rip this audio and put it on there so we can go out to one the, of us being you. Well, it doesn't matter. It does. <laughs> Are you saying that because you don't you want me to have I'm the credit? Or are you saying that because you just want to make sure that if it doesn't get there, everybody I, knows that it wasn't we? No, no, no. I want you to get the credit, and I I want everybody to know that I don't know how. It's simple, but I think it's hard. But I had to get Caleb to help me do it too. Yeah. And so, but you know, it's out there. So hey, we want you guys to check us out. We're uh, we're wrapping up our conversion series this week, and we'll start rolling into the to the next one. Uh, uh, I talked to uh, Gary Bennett about uh, just him uh, doing a, you know our new roadcaster that we got here that the guys some of the guys in the GBN told us about this. We have the ability like a couple weeks ago where we did the um, video calling. I mean the, mm-hmm. the yeah Brian Spicer when he called in yeah and I talked to Gary about uh, coming on here and doing one of these with us and um, and he was he was all for it and so that'll that'll be cool to have somebody on here with us and we could just. We could either make him up as a Zoom scenario on here or something like sure. that, and get him on here to, because he he does this like I, I what got me hooked on the way he does this is every year at PTP he does these classes and he'll talk about the cultural things that are kind of you know the real big you know what's going on behind the parables you yeah know, right to mm-hmm. you know the the blessing of them they're immutable don't you love all these smart people in the church yes and, because then i can retell it and it sounds so smart you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah i read one time or i heard a preacher once say <laughs> right, right. But, but yeah uh so and speaking of smart people in the church go to ministry league uh go to the ministry league app download it go to the app store uh, you can get the ministry league app it's now been downloaded in over fifty thousand over fifty thousand downloads i'm not sure how many it is but uh, there's a song book on there it used to be called the aim app um, and once you once you go on, you can go to network uh, and look at podcast, and um, we've made our way to the bottom of the list. So uh, go go check it out and and look it up, and we'll be glad to. Uh, you can you can look up our podcast there as well. But there's so many smart people who are behind the Ministry League app. And can you log into it? Because Gary said he doesn't hear us right here. He says he's listening right here, and he says he doesn't. I don't. So can you send a message out? So if somebody's not hearing us now at six at at this moment, shoot us a text or something like that. And let us know if you could, please. Just you can text Bob or I or put it as a comment on here. And let us know because if it's not working, we don't know. I don't know why it wouldn't be working now. Somebody's not hearing us now at six at, at this moment. Okay, so it should be working. Text or something like it. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's he might have said I don't. Uh, when we start talking about him coming on here, he's like, ah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that now. Yeah. If you got Gary's number, you can text him and say, hey. Yeah, I got it. But that's all right. We'll, we'll yeah. roll on. All right, very good. So today, uh, we literally decided what we were going to talk about. Um, that's why it's unscripted, remember? Yep. We even got a little. This the, is the unscripted podcast. Yeah. We have a button for that. Yeah. So uh, we're, in, we're in Acts uh, 26, right? Yeah. And this is kind of one of those. So you really have this is a, a kind of a culmination, right? Last time we were at Acts nineteen with uh, the whole uprising that happens in Ephesus with Demetrius the silversmith and all those guys, and then what you find is is that for you know Paul as he's heading back to Jerusalem, it's going to end up you know this whole different scenario than what it. I mean he knew 
what was going to happen to him essentially there. You know, there's this guy that comes to him with the, you know, this kind of prophetic thing with the whosoever man this belongs to, he'll be tied and bound and all this. You know, he goes through this scenario, and then you're going to see Paul for the next really see here 21 22 all the way really to 26 five chapters you're trial, going to, yeah. yeah you're going to see Paul on various trials and you know he's going to spend two years in one place at, at this point and all this is because his his persecution is still coming from within you know from all, from his brother his countrymen you know his 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 essentially his brethren not in the brethren in the source in the sense of in the church but his brethren in the sense of as countrymen yeah and and just I think about that today, like that's same way with our countrymen. You know, you you got to put somebody in the Supreme Court. You got to have somebody run for office or or whatever it might be. And and man, we just it, it is crazy the, yes. the things that that happen and uh, the well, people talk about. And if we can't do anything, up. we can fight. Yeah, and we can we can. We can pick the flaws. Well, and and you know that's what I talked about Wednesday night, and um, the you know our new characteristic is respect for authority, mm-hmm. and you know the the so much of this thing is, I mean politics don't do anything but divide us, yeah, right, right, and God, you know, if somebody votes whichever way with the right motive, grace is going to cover a lot of this stuff, right, mm. and. But he's certainly, he's certainly not going to be able to. St- you're not going to be able to stand before God one day when you have done nothing but throw mud at somebody else for whatever they thought that you didn't think. Yeah, right. You understand? Amen. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to care more about the way that you treated the people that didn't vote like you or didn't act like you than he's going to care about for the one time that you cast a vote, because God is the one that's in control of the government. Right. Now he's given us a. He's given us as Americans, you know, this kind of unique thing in that we can vote, right? Romans thirteen is let every soul will be subject to the to the yeah, authority. Right. Yeah. And and you see that playing out with Paul here. I mean, you know, essentially he knew that he was he's the one that's going to write and say, We're not citizens, we have a heavenly citizenship, right? right. You know, mm-hmm. my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And and so Paul knew that he wasn't a citizen of this world, that he was a citizen of the kingdom, the church. But he resided on this earth. And so then he's bound by the principles, the laws that govern. That's why he appeals to Caesar, right? That's right. That's why he says, if I've done anything worthy of death, you know, he essentially just says, let the chips fall where they may, however it works out. And so what you're seeing is that Paul is, is, is learning, or I shouldn't say learning, he's using what is available to him as a resource to do the best he can. So we should do this. If we can vote, then vote. Right, but but only forty some percent of the people vote, and a hundred percent of the people have an opinion about what's right or wrong. Yes, you know, I mean, how much does that make sense? Yeah, and we encourage you to go out and vote, and yes. and and to exercise that right as well as to uh, to encourage other people. But the the biggest thing is God. God not only gives you not only have the right to vote, but you also have the right to to be encouraging the right to, to do things that are as a Christian right now. And, and, uh, and you may have a platform to, you might have a platform right now to, to, uh, to be able to talk about politics or, or to, to belittle somebody, or, you know, sometimes, sometimes we may, we may go to, to post something or we see people in the church and, and, and don't let politics get in your way of, of you and your relationship with another Christian and I'm fine with standing for your for core values and those kinds of things, um, but 
this uh some people will some people you notice they'll they'll talk so much about politics but they'll never they'll never share Christ. Never talk about the church. And and you know what that always does? It shows where your treasury is. Mm-hmm. And so it shows exactly where you're you know, Joey Bishop at the student center the other night. I mean, you know, <laughs> I do these things all the time with numbers and, and he did it and it was just a mic drop and he was just yeah. showing uh, how much time people spend on social media and, and all these different things. And, you know, he, he come to the conclusion in 10 years, if you're the average, you spend two years on Facebook yeah. or, or on in, in 10 years from now, you'll have spent two years on your device. I mean, that's just, that sickens me, doesn't it? You absolutely. And that's if you're average. Yeah. Right. I mean, the the it, it I remember walking away that night thinking I want to turn my phone into skeet shoots. Absolutely. I just I just and and it's because I know I can fall guilty to that. Yep. You know well, what? John Nix was showing me last night that he was like what he does and and he's like literally he wants well, to this spend, confession time. Yeah, he literally wants to spend more time with his wife and so like he he goes on to his screen time thing and so from five o'clock till ten o'clock at night he turns his he locks his phone to where he can't. Uh, and then if he and then if he wants to like go in there and, and still be able to log into social media stuff or whatever, he can make a password to where somebody else has that password and they make it up to where he's got to figure out how to get in. It's just an accountability thing. That's a, you know it's just these things draw us in. You know all mm-hmm. this stuff. I mean, no matter what it do you, do you remember like the first couple weeks? I promise you we're going to get to this in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but the first couple weeks of of um, live stream like it was the best place in the world to camp out on facebook sure because everybody was sharing their their you know preaching videos and their congregations you know yeah, lessons yeah. talking about and, covid yeah 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 live streaming yeah, yeah when right. we all started being televangelists right yeah <laughs> but you know now it's just it didn't take long it's just back to throwing mud again mm-hmm. and so th- there's a blessing right that's right and that you can either be converted or almost, and that's the title of today's lesson. That's right, because that's what we want to. We want to wrap up this series today, and we're going to start now. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the unscripted podcast. <laughs> We've got a button for that. Boom. Yeah. So it's uh, when you look at Paul. So he's on trial, and he's been on trial, and he's gone through these different ones, and so he's gonna. What I love is the fact that that no, even the struggle that's going on in his life is he's he's just going to bring it about to with the gospel. And of course that's what he's standing on trial for anyways. That's right. And that's what he's here today too. So now, you know, he's Festus Felix and now he's King Agrippa. And this is the one we want to talk about here is is Paul's, uh, this is the almost conversion. And so if you have your Bibles, the, um, Acts 26, let's turn to Acts 26. And where do you want to start at? I mean, we can, you know, there's there's a thousand ways we can we can start, but yeah, he he started on his. Um, I mean, I don't know. Well, you can you can look at it this way. So here here's a kind of a cool thing that Paul does. Just think, I hadn't thought about this to we're 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 doing this. That's why I like doing these because mm-hmm. there's just always draws out so much. I wish I was one of those guys that could think on the fly real good, but I think better in the pauses when my mouth doesn't get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, every one of Paul's accounts. Whether it's when we when we quote Acts twenty two and verse sixteen, mm-hmm. right? Now why tarriest thou? What yeah. are you waiting on? Yeah. You know, whatever. Levantate. Levantate. I love right? what <laughs> said. Right. Get up, right? And yeah. be baptized. Well, 
That's what Paul uh, recounting one of his conversion stories. Yeah. Acts, you know, so Festus, Felix, and then Agrippa, each one of those times. Get to hear. They get to hear it. And, and so Paul's defense is not what he's done, but what Jesus did for him. That's right. So the best defense that any Christian can make is not what you've done. Because I hear guys... I'm gonna be careful about this, but I I, I sure. want to be I want to be real about it. Okay, I hear guys talking about the things that they used to do, the person they used to be. Do you hear them guys tell those stories? Mm-hmm. And, I've been one at times. And and there's a difference in telling those stories to be able to sympathize with somebody or to make somebody understand that. Like I, I get it, mm-hmm. right? You know, somebody's had a drinking problem, a, dr- a drug problem, uh, gambling, whatever. Whatever the case, whatever addiction, whatever whatever hurdles, challenges, it's easier to sympathize with somebody. But you hear guys that just want to up and tell this story of this life that they used to live, and 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 far too often to me, what it does is it 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 paints the picture that they're just not done with it. Yeah, they they really, if it was okay, they would like to go back to doing that again. Yeah, and and yeah, so I've got an old man, but I don't want to celebrate him. That's right. And I remember, you, you remember Victor Abrego? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. so Victor, you know, he, he put it to me pretty, I just liked the way he put it to me one time. And wasn't it wasn't what he said, but it's just how he said it. It's like, you know, I was like, Victor, you know, tell me a little bit about your life. And uh, he's like, what? You want to hear about the old man or what? And uh, and so I was like, well, I've heard, I said, like, how long have you been a Christian? He's like, a year and a half. And, uh, and then I was like, well, you know what? What made you Christianity? And then, so that's I think that's about the point when he's like, "So I don't really like talking about him, but if you want to hear about the old man, I'll tell you about him." Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's a so don't celebrate the old man, but certainly every one of us has got one. Don't. It's okay to look back, but don't look back with longing eyes. Amen. And that's where the problem comes in. So that's not what Paul's doing. You know, each each one of these accounts. You know, he tells them, "Listen, I'm on trial." Let's look at verse one. Mm-hmm. So King Agrippa, you know, he gives Paul the kind of the reins. He's like, all right, Paul, give me your spiel. Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself and said, I think myself what? Happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself concerning before you concerning all the things which I am accused by the Jews, and especially because you're an expert in all customs and questions which, what does he say? which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. So he's speaking to somebody that knows. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that he was unknown. I mean, especially if you're a king in the Roman Empire, and you got this really unique group of people, the Jews, that have kind of, they've got some buys on some things that the other people hadn't got. You know, they got to remain monotheistic. They got their temple. They got all these things that nobody said. So, you know, they're going to pay a pretty, co- pretty close eye on these guys because they're very... Wagon circlers. They're very nationalistic. They're very proud as a people. I mean, you know, we see this all through the Gospels and manifests itself in different ways. And so Paul says, listen, I'm going to talk to you, and I'm going to talk to you about the things that you know. You know what's going on, and I want to explain this story. So he says... Yeah, and, and just for just kind of for the setting, sometimes we do this a lot, but but King Agrippa is a is a Roman king, correct? Yes, correct, yes, correct. Like, he's a yeah. yeah, he's a Roman king. He right. was appointed, you know, by Rome or whatever you yes. want to say. So he's right. not a Jewish king, right? I'm sorry, right? No, so that's fine. historically, you know, from a historicity standpoint, he would be the the king of this providence here. And yeah. so, King Agrippa, my manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation, at all the Jews know. 
They knew me from the first. If they were willing to testify, and he goes on to credentialize, right, mm-hmm. that I was a Pharisee, and I am now, verse 6, and now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. And, and you know, there's Pharisees and Sadducees here both, right? And so it's it's like Paul is trying to draw sides, you know, on each one of these times that he has this, you know, because a couple times. I never time, thought about that. It's a couple times that Paul, even he uses that in his in his argument. And I think he's doing it because he's trying to make them divide themselves up, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I'm a, a Pharisee of the strictest sect, and I'm, I am I am here because of the hope of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And the Sadducees, you know, now they got they got another axe to grind, right? There is no resurrection. Yeah, right. And so Paul is, he's going to credentialize this. To this promise are twelve tribes earnestly serving God night and day, hoped to attain. He just he knows he's telling the grip about the Messiah. Yeah, and he, and he's going all the way back, and it's like no, this is not some new thing that's happened. That's right. You know, this has been something that's gone on for from history, and he, he goes all the way back to the twelve tribes. That's right. Yeah, and and that's why he says in verse eight, "Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead?" Yeah, he's been the he was the God who parted the. The seas, you know. That's right. God's been doing this all along. The whole the whole time. I Shocking mean, people. I read. I was reading a, a debate between two brothers in the church this week. It was a. It was a not a, a nasty one, but it was just a debate mm-hmm. of whether or not the children of Israel crossed on dry ground because the the Egyptians crossed on muddy ground, mm. right? And so, the, I was listening to them debate the the Hebrew dialect of it and what it could have meant there, right? I know that's a really dry reading, yeah. But you just think about when 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 you debate this thing it's because you're debating how little of details god can do that we, we recognize that that god he didn't just part the waters yeah. right he could have parted the waters dry the land when the first chariot come on back to mud again mm-hmm. we realize that and so then we want to talk about it how did he do it then right and so he's he's standing with grip and he's like you know everything that god has done i mean he's he's raised the dead before I mean, he's he, all these. When when the Jews show up at Canaan, well, you, you remember the reason why Rahab's like, "We're going to help you out." You remember what she yeah, said? We've heard. Yeah, yeah, we, we know we all heard. these things. We we know what's going to happen. So so it's not like this thing has been. Paul says it at another point. This thing been done in a closet, right? I mean, it's it's not just Christianity, but everything God has done throughout the ages is open, right? And so that's why he says, you, you, why do you think it's a big thing that he can just raise somebody from the dead? And Paul is saying that I'm on trial today because of that. Because Paul realizes that's the crux of Christianity right there. So mm-hmm. he's, he's trying to drive that point home to Agrippa, that if Jesus was raised from the dead by God, not by a prophet, by himself. Yep. And he said, hey, I thought that I must do these things that were contrary to the name of Jesus. Right. And so he talks about that for a little bit and how that he'd received letters and the authority from the chief priest. Uh, he punished them often in every synagogue, verse 11. And uh, so then, but he gets down to the story where he meets Jesus. He meets him on the road to Damascus, and he recounts that story. Game changer. Game changes. Game changer. And so that's why he's going to go through this thing. And he's and he's told him, like, listen, I had a plan. My plan was to do this. I never intended to be here today, King Agrippa. My plan was to continue doing what I was supposed to thought I was supposed to be doing but he tells him that when this thing happens here with me, it was a game changer. That's why he says in verse nineteen. Well, let's look at what Jesus tells him. Yeah, I love the I love the details that he shares. Um, you know, in, in here in chapter twenty six, and there, it's not that they're different. It's just that it's detailed into a different in a different way. He's telling right. a, a, another part of the 
of the uh, of the factual story in a. He's going into into more details about a particular part. Yeah, and we do that in anything. Sure, absolutely. I mean, it just depends on what we're trying to emphasize in the story. Yeah, you got you talk about the family focus weekend. Which part are you going to talk about? Yeah, that's right. I mean, and the burgers y'all jammed out on grilling depends on what part, what audience you have, or right. what's your what's your idea. And so that's what he's telling Jesus. He's like, look, Jesus telling me, you know, you get up and. Stand on your feet, you know. Mm-hmm. Verse 16, I've appeared to you for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you've seen and the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. In verse 19, what's he say? Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. What did he do? Obey? All the way. All the way. Yeah, and when it comes to, to respect and authority, you know, that's our characteristic this month, as you already as you already pointed out, is he understood that, that Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth. And uh That's this week's memory verse, that's right? right? Matthew that's twenty right. and eighteen. That's right. You think about nineteen and twenty. Yeah. But it but it's hinged on verse eighteen. Yeah. And and I, I like the way that, you know, Paul uh I don't think he agreed with, with all of these people who were in power. What do you mean? Like uh the, the people who he's getting tried by. I mean he he's 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 being tried for, for the gospel's sake because mm-hmm. of the resurrection. And and it's like do you think that it was that he really wanted to go before King Agrippa or that he agreed with, with everything under under Roman law? I doubt he did. But he's certainly respecting it at this point. He's not there fighting. He's not slashing. He's there to reason with them. Yeah. But but one thing to think about is is he's respecting their authority as the authority from God. And sometimes we think, well, well, I'm not going to respect the authority that's been given to me, uh, you know, because of because I disagree with this politician or I disagree with this party or or whatever it may be. But I, I think about. We never know what God may be doing, and I, I just I reminded of of Romans chapter nine when Paul said, "Hey, God raised up Pharaoh, and God told Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, and it's so that he could show his power." And I was talking to my boys about that this week, and in, in, in our Bible time, that hey, if if God if God had, I said, do you think that if there was a bunch of of uh, kindergartners out there, if Pharaoh had a kindergarten army? You know what? And what would the children of Israel done? Well, they could have fought them themselves. But it's the fact that he had such a powerful army that you have six hundred something thousand men who were enslaved, not besides children, and and so they, you know, God raised up Pharaoh though so that he could show his power, mm-hmm. and and so you never you never know that if an election doesn't go my way or what I'm thinking, I never know what God may have in store in that. That's right. And so I just want to be obedient. I just want to respect that authority regardless. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, and so Paul is respecting this authority, but he's also he's not afraid to reason with them and to tell them about Jesus. And that's really what all of our, every one of our politicians, they need to, they need to hear about Jesus. Amen. And, and you know, the, the I, I was reading a, an account of an Englishman. I'm trying to think of his name, and I can't remember it. But uh, they'd invited him to preach or invited him to speak before one of the houses, you know, commons or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and his sermon was an honest politician, and he talked about the eunuch. 
you yeah. know, in Acts mm-hmm. eight, you know, he was he and, he and he made three or four points, you know, and because he knows that he he knew that all those guys were dishonest, and and every one of them. When Paul is before um, Felix, you remember what he tells Felix in, in Acts twenty four and verse twenty five. He said, "Now I don't he, remember." Go ahead. Well, he, he he gives him this this you know he's like, "Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna have you. We need to have this sermon, right? You know, he, he mm-hmm. he's got he's got the chair, so he tells him." He reasoned with him. Here's a three-point sermon about righteousness, verse 25, self-control, and the judgment to come. Felix was afraid and answered and said, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I'll call on you. Yeah. Let, let me uh, – Let people want to push, kick the can down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, one day, the one day, one day, you know, all your, your – what is it? I heard a, a old guy say one time, you're – might be ready for the water, but you're just in time for the grave, or something like mm-hmm. that. And you know that's what that's what uh, Felix is doing. You know, because I mean he had he had reasoned with him and obviously convinced him of what he needed to do. And so now we're back to Agrippa, right? right. And so here we are in Acts 26 with another almost conversion. So Paul in Acts 26, he's going through this scenario, and and so now he needs what he needs him to do is understand what Jesus has done for him. Because when he when he can get Agrippa to understand what Jesus has done, it's going to change it. That's what he realizes that the message of hope is the gospel. That's what he told the Romans, right? Verse sixteen to chapter one. Not ashamed of the gospel. What it's yeah. God's power to save. That's right. And so he's going to tell. He's going to. He's going to. He's credentialized what Jesus has done in his life. We need to do the same thing. We need people listen. If you're listening. One of the most important things you can do is live the kind of life that upholds the cross. Because that's how you're going to validate Christianity to the world. If it's just a series of rules and commandments that you hasten or that you that you are disgruntled about following, you'll never convince people that it's the way. And so there'll be nothing more important than you can say, it changed me. And I remember I had a brother that I studied with and baptized, and I remember we were at my house working on his truck. Now we were welding a motor mount back to it, and I thought, yeah, this will be a good time just to talk, you know, just have the 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 Bible chat, you know, the the disciple chat. And and uh, I remember that's asking, one reason I love you, man, so much. And 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 that's another thing too. Use those opportunities. I don't care what you're doing. If you're doing it with your kids or or your you're uh, you're out with your buddies or whatever. Put Jesus, incorporate Jesus into whatever you're doing as you go. And, and we're we're filthy, nasty. I mean, you know, this is an old piece of junk truck. It's grease on us, an inch thick. And I remember wiping my hands, and I remember asking him, "How are you, how is your life now that you're a Christian? How has it changed?" And I remember we were squatted down because we we're in a fender well, and he stood up and he looked me in the eye, and I remember the the fierceness in his eye, and he said, "You can't believe how much it's changed me." Mm. And when somebody says something like that, you're just like, tell me about it. Yeah. And, I, you know, those are the things that you want to hear. You know, you, you want to hear because then it, it, it shows in your life. It's, it, you, you validate Christianity. And that's what Paul was saying. Yeah, there's evidence. I am not. I wasn't going to be disobedient to what happened. I mean, this was a big moment. He met the Lord on the road to Damascus. This is the real deal, Agrippa. This is the real deal. So... Verse twenty one. That's why he says, "For this, re- for these reasons, 
the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having yeah, a- yeah, because he told them they needed to repent and turn to God, and they're thinking, well, what, wait a minute, what are you talking about, buddy? You That's know, right. I've been a part of God my whole life. Well, you know, Jesus when he told them in John eight, talking to them about how that, uh, as far as uh, being in slavery, you know, mm-hmm. that you're slave to sin. They're like, we ain't been a slave to nobody. That's right. We never uh, we're, we're Abraham's seed and never been enslaved. That's right. You're like, are you kidding me, dude? And he he told him, he said, hey. Throughout all the region of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God, and do works benefiting of repentance. And that's exactly what you're talking about: is that there should be evidence in my life that there's there's works, there's action in my life that that I've I'm living a repentative lifestyle, and and so there's 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 nothing worse, and there's nobody who hurts the cause worse than than people who are claiming to be Christians, and they're just not all in. I, I- I, I don't know, and and this may make somebody upset, and I don't mean to make anybody upset by saying this, but I've had serious talks with Christians before, and I've told them, if you're going to live like this, just live it up. Just just don't don't play like you're a Christian anymore. Just have the best time you can have right now on this earth, because this is all that's going to hold for you now. Oh, that's right. And and I heard Brother Marshall Keeble say one time, he said he's after. I forget how he says it. he's after you Christians more than he because he's got the world. He said the only thing it's going to make you do is just burn hotter. Mm. And the the so if you're not going to do it, don't do it at all. Yeah, I, I heard this compared one time that and and I love the analogy that says all right, if I were to give you a a week's paid vacation and. But but not only that, but I'm gonna give you an all expense paid trip, whatever you want, however you want it, wherever it is. If you want to eat breakfast in in uh, in France and wake up in the Bahamas, I mean you know eat eat uh, eat supper in the Bahamas and whatever it may be, whatever it is that you want, I don't care what wh- however you want to live it up, I'll give it to you for a week. But at the end of that week, I'm gonna take you and I'm gonna torture you. And I'm going to strip everything away from you that you ever loved, everything that you ever wanted. And I'm just going to hold you down. And you're never going to be able to go. And you're going to be tortured for you for the, for the rest of your life, for the rest of 100 years. And so you take that, you take that time frame in our, in our mindset and saying, okay, well, that week in our life of getting everything good for free and living a life of sin compared to the rest of our life, well, I don't think anybody would want to do that. No, nobody trade that. But it's it's the same way that with our lives, the the hundred years that we may live compared to eternity, that just just give it up now. Just give it up now, and it's just not worth the trip. That's right. And so that's what. Uh, back to verse twenty four. Yeah, he ver- said, "Yeah, verse twenty one. For those reasons, the Jews seized me because yeah, he told them to repent." Yeah, go ahead. Verse twenty two. Sorry. Yeah. Therefore, having obtained help from God to this day. I stand witnessing both to the small and to great, saying no other things than which the prophet and Moses said would come. He's just saying, like, listen, King, I, I'm not saying anything different. I'm not, I'm not giving you it. It's not like there's something new here. Yeah. This has been coming for a long time. And prophesied about a long time. That Christ would suffer, and he'd be the first to rise from the dead, and that he would proclaim uh, light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. That's right. and And so... Verse 24, now was now as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you're beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. But he said, oh, king, 
I'm not mad. I'm not crazy. But most noble Festus, I speak the words of truth and reason. You know, that's why in First Corinthians one twenty one he said, God chose the foolishness of preaching. It's going to be a foolishness to the Greek and a stumbling block to the Jews. Right. And right here, he, you know, Festus is just, this is just foolishness, Paul. Yeah. This is just babble. That you're that you're spouting here. There's nothing here what you're saying. What king? What king dies for his people? That's right. Exactly right. Raising from the dead. Are you That's kidding exactly me? right. Yep. And and so Paul said, "Hey, if, if Christ didn't rise, we're the most pitiable. Most pitiable. And and the gospel is the only story where the hero dies for the villain. Yep. Hey, I bet uh, I bet Festus and Agrippa has changed their mind now. I bet you there's not a single atheist in hell, is it? Man, and that's just that's something to think about. Man, it is. It's all believers. All believers. All Nebowers, too. All, but you know, you know the thing of it was, it was never made for him. God's yeah. God's plan was to never ever send one of those guys there. It was reserved for the devil and his demon and his angels. It was never reserved for us. That's right. God's plan was to never put us there. He desires that all men would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's right, and. So that's what he's doing here. He's Paul's. He's just playing the hand that he's dealt. That's all he's really doing. If it, you know, we looked at this. How many scenarios do we look at where Paul is playing his own hand? You know, he's in the marketplace in Acts seventeen. He's by the riverside with uh, Acts sixteen with Lydia. He's in the mm-hmm. jailhouse with the the jailer. I mean, all these different accounts of conversion. He's just playing. The, he's just in the situation that he's in, and he's doing the best with what he's got. And that's what he's doing here. And so that's why he says. Uh, verse, let's see here. Was it 23, 22? I don't know. Something he says. The, um, Talking about witnessing, witnessing to the small and the great? Yeah, to yeah the verse small. 22. Having yeah. obtained help from God to this day, I stand witnessing both to small and great. Yeah, that's everybody. Yeah. The, the least to the greatest the, of them. The ladies in that day and time would not have been counted worthy of much of anything. Property, a lot mm-hmm. of times. It's a shame that, but but that's that was... You know, in a way that, and so he goes and talks to the ladies at the riverside when they go have a prayer meeting. And All the slaves, yeah. I mean, this this would, and and you think about this. I mean, he's trying to, you know, it it'll credentialize a couple times and say like a few of the noble ones, a few of the mm-hmm. most important, you know, this and that and the other. It you don't ever see a widespread audiences of those on on um, Mars Hill, for example, in Next Seventeen, where the majority of those people are like, yep, let's hit the water, Paul. Just a few of them. But but it was a slave religion. And so here's this king. You think to him, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You want me to be a slave to what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. And that, that's the letter he writes in Philemon. And you think about this Roman guy. who, If, if he would have claimed ownership, you know, confessing Christ mm-hmm. as his Lord. Right. Uh Forget your kingship. Buddy. That's right, buddy. You just, cut out, you just cut it off with the vine. Yeah, and so Paul to the small and the great. That's a great point you made that he uh, – I love your small points and your great points. But yeah, <laughs> you look at the slaves, you look at the old boys in the jail, and then now he's before kings. And I, I remember God talking to uh, Ananias about, about him. And Ananias is like, whoa, whoa Lord. Whoa, whoa. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I'm this- all these kind of things. And he's like, he don't know what what all he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing is Paul didn't know what all he was going to do, but he was all in. And look what a change it made. That's right. And King Agrippa, I love this. Like he he looks and he said, verse twenty six: For the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention. 
since this thing was not done in a corner. And, and he said, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. That, and, and you know what he does? He doesn't give him an out. He doesn't give him an out. And you think about how many people would stand before a judge and and would be asking the judge a question. I remember I remember as a young law enforcement officer, I got in when I was 19. But I remember the first time I was having to testify on stand and uh and there was it was just over some some arrest I'd made or something off I don't know what it, what it was honestly, but but it was a uh, no nothing major or anything. And, uh, no cool story. You know, really I don't get cool to push story. the story time button. Nope. But I remember this attorney, the little hotshot attorney or whatever, was asking me questions. He was trying to hit me up on something. And uh, so he asked me a question, and then I said, well, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the judge looked down at me from the stand, and he's like, well, son, he said, uh, he said, I, I appreciated your question right there. He said, but he gets to ask the questions you don't. <laughs> Stole your thunder, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right. Because I was like, I'll, I'll parlay with these guys. Right. I'll go back and forth. No, no right. problem. But you don't get that. Yeah. And so today in court, you can't, you can't ask the judge. Or you can't do like what Paul did. But, but also like, I would have, I would have like the, I would have the guts to say it to an attorney who's questioning me. But that judge up behind the the podium, I mean, yes, sir. I had a, I had this one morning, the before Ryan got here. We were going to. I was going to the church building, to um, early for something. Before Ryan was born. Before Ryan was yeah, born. Yeah. yeah. For for Ryan was born. So it was Liam or Aiden was was um, I I don't remember the age they were, but they were still in the little, you know, five point harness seat. I remember that. Yeah. And so we would divide and conquer. You know, I'd take two and Jessica would take – I mean, I'd take one and Jessica would take one if we're going to do something like that. Yeah, so man-to-man defense. That's right. So so no zone. Now you're, and, in, now you're in a zone coverage. I know. it. And so I'm, I'm rolling to the church building. Well, this guy, we're coming up the main road, and he pulls out behind me. And um, there's this little kid in this little yellow car passes by me, right? So this cop pulls out, hits his blue lights, and I just move over. Because, like, I'm, I mean, this kid's flying, right? And I'm like, well, he's going to get that guy. I mean, so he throws his blue lights on. He comes up behind me. So I ease over so he can get him. Well, he keeps on following me. So I pull into this parking lot, and this, this cop gets out. He's like 20. You know, he's he's you at 19, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, he gets out of the car, walks up to the window, and he says, you know how fast you're going? And I was, well, maybe 35, 37. I don't know. I mean, it, something like that. He's like, No. I got you going 53 in the 35, and I was like, no. <laughs> he clocked the wrong dude. I was like, no, you, you you probably thought that. I said, but, like, I'm in my minivan with my Sunday go-to-meeting clothes on, and one of my kids strapped in the back, and he thinks I'm the one, not the little guy with his bugs. I mean, the car was so yellow. I'm sure the bugs followed it at night. I remember that. It was just a bright yellow car. Have, right? one, of, have one of them big old tailpipes on yes, it? Yes, yes. Fast and Furious cars? So, so I get to the judge. I'm thinking, because he, when he does that, he gives me the ticket. Can't convince him otherwise, right? So he gives me the ticket. And so I, I'm like, well, I'm going to just go to the judge and plead my case. I mean, like, we make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. I go to the judge, and automatically, you know, he's like, how do you plead? And I'm like, not – He's, I mean, he's ready to smack the gavel. He's already made up his mind. You know, I'm just going to plead guilty and – like, not guilty. And he's like, well, what do you mean, not guilty? And uh, he said, well, let me hear your defense then. So he asked – 
the officer, you know, what happens? You calibrate your radar before and you know the spiel they go through, mm-hmm. right? I always wonder how they validate that. Yeah, they, you have calibration things. Does it, does it have a time stamp or something so I can see that he did that? Like, how do I know that he calibrated no, it before? No, you to go word. <laughs> well, he didn't take my word. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he looks at me and he says, um, now the guy in front of me, he had got mad at and gave him 10 days in jail because he kept goading this guy along. And this guy finally mouthed off to him and gave him 10 days in jail. Well, this this judge is mic'd out through the audience. You can't hear what the guy up front saying, but you can hear the judge. So he's, mm. and I'm like, this guy is being a dog to this cat. And mm. so, anyways, he finally mouths off, and I hear him say, "There you go. How about ten days for contempt?" Smacks a gavel, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, man, this guy don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I get up there, and he and I'm and he's like, "Well, you gonna tell me what happened?" I was like, "Well, I told him same story I told you," and he said he looked at me. And he turned his gavel around where the little handle part, you know, he was holding the head of it, I reckon, you know, the hammerhead part. And uh, I said, listen, I said, Your Honor, I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that he doesn't know how to do his job or any of those things. And I mean, no disrespect, but I'm, this is just a case where he just made a mistake. And he takes the point of the, the handle of the gavel and points it at me. And he says, our officers don't make mistakes. And uh, I said, with all due respect, Your Honor, I work in an industry where for 50 years we've been trying to eliminate human error, and you just can't. Anytime you have people, you're going to have mistakes. And I said, I make them, but I'm not saying that. I'm, what I'm saying is at this moment I didn't. And he said, boy, we have it idiot-proofed. He said, you can say what you want, but our officers do not do that wrong. And I thought, man, oh, man. And then I flew hot, and I thought, oh. I better not, because he's going to go to me. I'm not going to spend 10 days in the clink. You know, maybe I'll have that other guy. We can swap war stories, right? Yeah. But the um, he says, you got something you want to say? And I'm thinking, and I said, no, sir, Your Honor. Have a good day. Paid my ticket and walked out, right? That next week, I worked with that boy's mama. They were serving a warrant on some guys in town. This guy lit rabbits on them. He runs. So he goes to take out. He thinks he's off duty. So he's going to go help him out, right? Yeah, he's a action guy. You worked with the officer's mama. With his mama. Okay. And so I, I heard this story because I, I, I heard I'll, you'll, you'll hear it in a minute. Okay. But so the this guy is an off duty police officer. He shows up. He hears. I reckon he's listening to a scanner or something like that. They're chasing somebody. He shows up. He fits the guy's description. Has got the same clothes on that the guy had that rabbited, and. He comes out with his um, firearm, right? Starts chasing this guy. One of the other officers see him. It's nighttime. Oh, no. He's got his firearm, right? When the other officer hollers stop, he turns around with his firearm. Guess what happens? Yes, shot. Shot him. Now, it great. It glanced off his ribs. You know, the... the, the Praise God for a bad shooter. Yeah, man. Or a twig because it was in the woods. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened... But, you know, his mama was telling the story about it. And I was because then I found out that it was him that did it. And I looked at the picture. It was the same guy that pulled me over. And I remember thinking, you know, I'll have to send this newspaper article to the judge. You know, <laughs> somebody mis- making a mistake. Yeah, somebody <laughs> making a mistake. Yeah. Or either, so either, I just wanted to send a letter. Like, either we got one of two things. Either you're a liar or you're wrong. <laughs> but. That wouldn't have done any good at all. No. But, it, but, I, but I sure wanted to. Yeah. And so, you know, Paul, you know, what he's going to do here is he, he's got all these evidences. 
He says, Agrippa, you know what God's done. You know the prophets. So is it a big thing to think that God could do this one thing with Jesus? That there could be this thing that, and that's the reason why I'm here today, because now he's the one that really stands in authority. This judge got it wrong, too. This judge got it wrong, too. And verse 27, this is where Paul leaves it in his lap, right? He said, I, I know you believe. I know you know. There's power in that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I know you know. You say sometimes, well, you can't read people's hearts. Well, this is Paul reading this guy's heart right here. And I'm not talking about reading somebody's heart and, and you know, the their good or bad, their intentions or whatever. But, but Paul starts his argument out based on the fact that he knows that Agrippa knows exactly, for whatever reason, Agrippa must have been known to be known these things as a, as a you know, understood the Jewish cultural culturally or whatever. Yeah. But he tells him, I know you know what's going on here. And look what he tells him. Verse 28. Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. So here's the thing, Bob. If Paul told Agrippa that I know you believe, is belief enough? Mm. Because if all you got to do is believe, Agrippa saved. That's right. And, and no, that's not all you got to do. I mean, and James even said that, you know, that. You believe in God, you do well. Even the demons do that. That's right. They believe and tremble. That's right. And so that's why he tells him, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. There's no record historically that Agrippa would ever obey the gospel. I'm not saying that he didn't. I don't I don't know. Yeah, and, and it could be that, uh, I mean, this is a, even though Agrippa, and, and I look at all the, the people who might have tried to persuade somebody, all the people who are, who, been involved in evangelism and and everybody who's i mean me and you've talked countless stories of people who not obey the gospel that we talked to and cried over them all those kinds of things but yet you know agrippa even though he didn't become a christian this right here this his story can still encourage somebody absolutely encourage somebody else to go okay this guy didn't but what about me Mm -hmm. and and i don't want to be I don't maybe want to be one of those almost guys. And and that's one thing that you know, I love sharpening iron with you and, and and I love having having other Christians as as people who help hold me accountable and mm-hmm. and but I, I think about man that you, that statement you just pointed out that do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. You almost persuade me to become a Christian. He still wasn't there. I mean, so so belief, belief just ain't good enough. No. And I know that's not the proper grammatical, you know, way to say that. But the only thing it does is get you knowing what's coming when you die. That's right. And it's it's proof that, that biblical faith is not just intellectual thought because according to Paul, he's saying, Agrippa, I know you've had this intellectual thought. I know you believe. And but that's not faith. Faith is not just faith is not just believing. Faith is is a trusting to the point there's going to be action. That's right. By faith, Noah that's being right. divinely warned of the things not seen. You know, he moved with godly fear. All these you got Hebrews eleven. All these all these action words of these people of faith, and and that's the way we should be. And and so if King Agrippa truly lived by faith, 
there would be a different result right here. That's right. You know what he'd have been doing? It would have been almost. That's right. He'd have been piling out that chair he was sitting in, looking for the closest fountain or bath or horse trough or whatever. And you think about how many how many people he could have converted just because that he's a king, oh, he take a stand that day. Man, a lot. That's why. That's why we. You know. That's why we like the stories of of our young ladies that decide they're not going to wear some kind of. You know, mm-hmm. Do some kind of homecoming thing that would that would go against what God would have them to do, right. or, or dress a certain way, or or you know, these guys that are that are sports figures or something like that. They say, "No, I'm not going to do that." Yeah, huge sports figure, sports figures like uh, uh, Russell Wilson. He's a you know Super Bowl champion, virgin. You That's know, right. It, and so he he saved himself for marriage. That's right. Imagine how many how many times he was ridiculed in the locker room. That's right. And, and so that's you just got to understand that you know that's why Paul said, "Yea, unto them all them that will live godly in Christ Jesus." To Timothy, well, suffer persecution. I mean, you know, when we're preaching tolerance, what they really want you to do is tolerate what they're saying, not what you're saying. When Tebow put you know his little um, Philippians four thirteen yeah. or John mm-hmm. three sixteen mm-hmm. or whatever under his eye makeup, yeah, they said you can't do that. But I can do whatever I want that's anti-Judeo-Christian values. And so that's why Paul says in verse 29, he says, listen, you may think this is about you, King Agrippa, but it's not. Mm. It's not just about you. He said, I would to God, not only to you, not just you, Agrippa, but at all who hear me this day. Yeah. This ain't just about you. Every one of you guys listening, I want you to understand. I want you to do the same thing. And that's what's cool is is not only did they hear it, but we're hearing it today. Amen. And he says, I want you to come, might become both almost and altogether, almost persuaded, almost as lost, such as I am, except for these change. I don't want you to have to count this one. I don't want you to have to bear this one, but, but I want every one of you. I want every one of you, not just almost. So he's calling Agrippa, right? That's what he's doing. He's saying, look, you got this guy over here that says almost. I don't want you almost. I want you almost and all the way. All together. All in. You know, I was talking with a – I'm reminded of uh, – I was talking one time with a preacher who had had a live debate with a guy, and I thought he did a good job. And of course, you know, so I, I asked him later, you know, that, hey, did, did you ever have any luck with that guy or whatever? He said, well, no. And I said, well – I said, don't get discouraged. I said, you know, this, uh, you never know who it might be hearing, who might have, who might have heard that debate and they might have became a Christian because of it. Or you never know who might have heard you talk and might have heard you make a mistake in, in one of his defenses that he was given. And then, and then that be somebody who goes, you know what, I'm not going to make that mistake. And they didn't make it that mistake when studying with somebody else. And then that they were able to persuade him to become a Christian. So you never know if it's good, bad, flaws, or, or or what it might be that there can still be good that can come out of it. And there's good that can come out of King Agrippa's story. But what what's not good is the fact that King Agrippa was only an almost guy. And I never want to be that. I know, man. And and so it's we just encourage, if you're listening today, that whatever you're battling or whatever you, that you're facing or decisions that you're making, just, just make them for Christ. And just just do it. And just go all in. And, you know, I'm so thankful that uh, friends, you know, Jason and Katie got engaged. And, and Jason's one of those guys who's playing. And he's got a great future ahead of him. And he's a, you know, he's a perfusionist. And, and so he's in this medical field. And so he's got all these things, the financial goals that we've talked about and different things. And 
and he was like, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be able to, 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 to do this and that, and and talking about getting a ring and these kind of things. And he's like, you know, he said, I just kept telling myself if I'm, uh, if I'm going to, uh, if I'm going to do this, uh, he said, I, if I'm going to keep waiting, he said, I, I'll never have everything in a row. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just finally said, I'm just going to buy the ring and I'm just going to marry her. Even though I don't have everything, every, even, though, even though everything's not in, in, in order, he said, I got to live by faith. You almost persuade me. Almost. Almost. But lost. You know what? You know what I just noticed. What? You had you didn't hit the record button either on the roadcast or okay. On we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to stop now. So here we go. Y'all have a good day. Love you. Love you too. This is the Unscripted Podcast.